Yes, indeed, another phenomenal morning on the Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. It is 2024. Can you believe it? You should, because we're well into it. And you already know what time it is. Thank you so much for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. And part of that morning routine this month means bringing back the guests that we've had from the past. A flashback, if you will, with a lot of new flavor. And you know, Brother Rob is always on the job to give it to you. So, with that said, I have to talk to you about a guest that has been here so many times, but he's no longer a guest. He's been family. He's come here so many times that you really can't count on your fingers, but you still can. But either way, still, he's done it all. It started with the music. So if you've been listening to The Morning Machine from the very beginning, since 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, we first brought him on with his music. How many? Distraction. You know, so many different titles. Yep, that's right. All these years, I still know them titles, brother. Uh, Yeah, I'm still privy. It means a lot. Yeah, yes, it does. It it should mean a lot to you. (laughs) And the reason why it should mean a lot to you because it should un it's the people should understand what level we are on as family. So. He really needs no introduction, but because we're the morning machine, we do it anyway. And uh, so I'd be remiss if I didn't do it. But a dope MC, for one. An educator, two. And he's one with the arts. And when I say arts, I mean painting. He is doing it all and still continuing on a phenomenal journey ahead so for those of you new to this radio land this is going to be your first time hearing it and not certainly not your last but if you've been listening and rocking with me for years you know exactly who this is i want to welcome back home to the morning machine and have been waiting so long to do so and we're finally here in the new year the original wise king Wise Guy ATL is in the building. What's Good morning. What's family? happening? What it do? What it do? Thank you for the introduction. All praises due. Absolutely. All praises due because you've been really doing so many things over the last couple of years. It's been a long mm-hmm. time coming, but you're back in the house once again. You're Word. back home. Word. And that's the most important thing because... If we can go back to the old school, go to Union Square like I always do and take it back with all my guests. So when you first came on to the morning machine yeah, years ago, 2020, yep. right? And, and at the height of the pandemic, we yep. still found a way to get you in here. Right. And we were here in studio. We were talking about your music and how it, it was... Uh, really changing the face of society and get people to have a conscious mind about our community, the black community and what we deal with, how many distraction. I mean, those level of songs, like what made you start that journey? What was the light bulb moment that made you start the journey into music? Um, you know, 
as I look back at my life, I've had different moments that were like called the consciousness moments. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's important not to knock what anybody believes because anything could be a call to consciousness to that person. You know, I have people of Muslim faith and of Rastafarian faith and Christian and all these type of things. And I see value in all of them. And I could see how any of them could uh, call anybody to consciousness, you know. And one of my first call to consciousness moments in all seriousness, I think it was my first one, was hip hop. It was a uh, hip hop culture, you know. Right, right. Uh, if you look at the genesis of hip hop, everything about hip hop, it's a way of life. It's a, a way you live and carry yourself and an attitude, you know. Uh, everything about it was oppositional in its inception. It was anti-establishment, you know, and uh, something about that spoke to me. And, um, you know, I didn't have a a father in my household like most melanated people don't, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in a lot of ways, uh, these MCs were the only adult males saying things that made sense to me. And uh, they kind of filled that void of what a father should have been doing, just giving me game to take with me throughout life that'll help me navigate through this minefield, you know? So that's when it started. I was like, uh, the first album I bought was Get Rich or Die Trying from 50 Cent. And uh, mm. I think I bought Eminem's album at the same time. Right. And, um, it just felt like a special, special thing that I was a part of now. And it still feels that way if you tapped into the good stuff, you know? Absolutely. And being a hip hop head Word. and, you know, tapping into those uh, particular albums, then you make music of your own, like, Work, how many, distraction, you know, those are three that we have proudly played here on the 102.6 The Situation, and over the years, it has really gave people a different perspective about how to look at the black community and what we need to do in the black community to as we uh, last month, we spoke to Dr. Rick Mathis about being on code and putting black excellence and putting black culture first, Mm. putting ourselves first as a people. Mm. So, and you've been doing this for years and your music radiated to the masses to get people to really at least start thinking and start having the conversation. What was that like for you to now after the music, beyond the music, engage with Mm. the people who have listened and, have a thought-provoking conversation with them? Uh, I think without that part, without that component that you just described, just making the music is pointless. You know, mm-hmm. they say faith without works is dead, you know. Uh, I would still feel empty and unfulfilled if I was only making the music. And, you know, it's crazy. I actually get criticized by a lot of music heads and industry people whose egos is out of control and the way they see the music industry and what you have to do and cannot do and can do to get on and things like that, whatever that even means, getting on. But uh, Mm -hmm. in my mind, the way I see it, you know, the greatest artists are the ones who really live their art. You know what I'm saying? People who know Michael Jordan know that he was a real-life asshole. He was very seriously competitive in real life. It wasn't something he turned on and turned off, you know, Ric Flair, when they asked Ric Flair, where did you get your material from, Ric Flair? He says the night before, you know what I'm saying? He's just telling you what happened the night before because he's living his art. So I live my art. I talk revolutionary stuff, and I do revolutionary things. All praises do. 
Forgive him. He hasn't been here in a while, and he forgot to not cuss or this lie or this or this. But it's but it's but it's all good. No worries. No worries. It's it's all good. No, no. Right. See, when you when you come back home like this, right, right, right. these so, things tend to I'm happen. Too comfortable, y'all. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know what? No, but you. The good thing about that, what you just said, is that. You know that you're here in a safe space to be able to express yourself Word. and express yourself you have. And you've continued to do it over the years, not just through the music, but also through being an educator and being a man about the community. So speak about the other ways that your work has resonated with the people of the community. Um, well, the phases I've been in lately... You know, just like seasons come and go as far as weather and climate, seasons come and go as far as the phases of your life. And the phase I've been in lately is just a leading by example phase. I've kind of been in hermit mode lately. Mm -hmm. I've kind of been just uh, quietly building. Um, it's important to go through those type of seasons, you know, um, and just leading by example. You know, I'm working on self-sustainability. I'm working on getting to the point where all the money I make from my jobs and my hustles, I just get to keep them for myself, you know. I think this is a... a a method of building that artists should look at more often instead of, uh, you know, trying to get discovered or putting all their eggs in that basket or instead of, uh, you know, working and then giving most of their check to a bank for a house and then spending their scraps on their dreams, you know, their dreams right. get the leftover money. You know, they should uh, look into self-sustainability. You know, you could spend a good bit of money up front and be done spending it in a few years or maybe even a few months, depending on what you got and how hard you want, how hard you work and how bad you want it. But, um, that's what I've been on lately. Uh, you know, solar power and zero point energy and all kinds of things. And, uh, people in the community who step forward and help who are like-minded, you know, we work together and they help me build what I have in mind. I help them build what they have in mind. And usually they are pretty similar. So as now let's shift over to the educator side of you because you're educating our young people not just about the basics that we need to learn but there's also other things that we need to learn that we also yet again need to be conscious of especially at a young age and a lot of people are trying to take that away from our educators right now mm -hmm. but you still find a way to get that done mm -hmm. so what are some concepts that you have put in place to where as to not have everybody coming after you and breathing down your neck but you're still able to be an educator and teach what you would like to teach which would be able to cultivate our young people to be ready prepared and conscious for the next generation um, truthfully, it's just a matter of having a good sense of timing. And, um, I don't really believe in lying to people, especially not to children. I feel like you got to tell children the truth because they're the ones who are going to inherit this world. And, uh, for them to fix things as capably as they can, uh, you would want to tell them the truth so that they'll have the tools they need. They'll see things for what they are and have the tools they need to, uh, to better the world. So, um, I just try to speak the truth and let my light shine in the best kind of way and try not to let any uh, of the trappings of the school system get in the way of that. You know, um, it's a difference between doing what you can get paid to do and doing what you're born to do. You know, you can get paid to have a job, but uh, if you're passionate about what you do, you'll do it anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I would rap for fun. 
uh, and I would do the same thing with teaching and education. You know what I'm saying? I would uh, I'll always be spreading awareness. I think without awareness, awareness is what consciousness is. You know, if you lose consciousness, what what, what happens to somebody who loses consciousness? They die. Yeah, they die. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, that's what awareness is. So um, I'll always be spreading awareness no matter where I am. You know, it's a classroom or on the street corner or whatever, you know. A lot of the greatest teachers go to the street corners. They go to the most uh, destitute places, you know. Christ wasn't out here walking, uh, you know, in Buckhead. He was in the ghettos of his day. Mm-hmm. Um, as a lot of the great, great teachers do. And uh, maybe they need it the most. Maybe that's why those Messiah-like figures go there, you know. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that. And the reason why I went there is because you're meeting our young people where they are. Exactly. So in meeting the young people where they are, speak about the importance of being able to do that now as an effective leader and educator. Mm. Um, it just boils down to willpower, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have noticed that I amass followings places I go. Right. You know? And uh, sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. Mm. But uh, the reason I'm amassing followings, I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. And, uh, you know, I try to analyze myself. And if I am doing something, I try to be honest with myself. But uh, you can never be too cool to get your hands dirty is what I'm trying to say. Mm. You know, so, so you got to. That's if, true. If you look at, like, the, the Cuban Revolution, you know, okay. uh, Fidel Castro, that was their thing. You know, he was the one, he tried to overthrow Cuba before it actually worked. Um, and, the, you know, they got ran up out of there. He tried to take over an armory or something like that. They got ran up off the island. Right. And, um, you know, they went to hide in Mexico and regroup. And that's where they met Che Guevara. And they brought, you know, Che Guevara back to Cuba in, in, in their new uh, effort against the, the government or whatever. And Che Guevara ended up galvanizing people. You know, people started flocking him. It was, he was a natural-born leader. But right. it's because he was the one getting his hands dirty. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's because he was always outworking everyone. He was always the one touching the people, like you were saying. He was always the one at ground zero. Right. You know, no excuses. No, I'm too big to do anything. It was no excuses. It was always, I'm here in the mud, in the trenches with you. The literal Uh, groundwork. The literal groundwork. You know, the literal footwork, the hardest work, the dirty work. Yeah. That, uh, you know, only the true people who truly about this life will do this. Right. And um, I like to think that that's why I've, I've been able to be blessed with situations I have. Mm-hmm. And um, if I ever feel like I'm acquiring a following for any reason other than that, I try to check that. And that is a hard thing to do. You have to keep your ego in check out here. And you got to have a heart to hearts with yourself and, you know, look yourself in the mirror and make sure that uh, your intentions are always pure. Cause uh, there's a lot of temptation out here. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you, you stated the, the groundwork, the, mm-hmm. the dirty work, you know, and sometimes there's a, there's a few things out here that you may discover that you may have to do the dirty work for. But the, the the dirty work can also be the good work as well because I want to shift gears because you are also one with agriculture too. Mm-hmm. Now, before I say that, I you know, I was put into a phenomenal position last summer. Shout out to Kimberly who actually put me in a position with the city of Atlanta to be able to conduct urban agriculture tours Mm. throughout the summer. And 
it actually expanded my horizons to go to places like the urban food forest at Browns Mill. That's right. Uh, shout out to Miss Celeste over there at Browns Mill. Word. And, you know, uh, Campbellton Community Garden and uh, mm. Five Points Farm. Yeah. Nobody knows that there's a farm and an urban garden, a piece of urban agriculture on the top of the Five Points Station. Nobody knows that. I think I might have heard about that, but it's definitely not as well known as it should be. Because uh, I don't true. even remember. That's true. Remember. Yeah. It, well, wow, that's dope though. But here's the thing. A lot of people, when they go past there, even as a commuter, on your day-to-day when you walk through there it doesn't it it basically gives you the vibe of oh it's just a marta storage area no it's not it's actually stuff growing there Mm. and we went on that tour and there's so many phenomenal things that you can see in atlanta and the agriculture tours expanded my horizon then I come across a post of yours on Instagram where you have the kids around this small garden and you're teaching the different levels of agriculture that will keep our young people healthy and not only that, wealthy as well because agriculture is also a business as well. So when as an educator, talk about the importance of agriculture and why it's so important for our young people today to know about that instead of just gearing themselves up for just the city life and that's it. Well, uh, I think it just goes back to knowing the value of land. You know, uh, don't ever let the powers that be the deep state get your mind twisted into thinking that money is the real currency of the world. The real currency of the world is the metals of the earth and the things that the earth gives you like food and and water and the things that give you life sustenance and things like that. You know, uh, Richard Nixon detached minerals like gold from the dollar in 1971 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, don't ever get it twisted that this land is the most precious thing you could have on this planet. Uh, Having your own land is like printing your own money. You know, uh, everything that you've seen on any street, any skyscraper, any neighborhood, everything came from nature. This building did, these chairs did, you know, it's just a matter of manipulating nature in your favor. And we need to be the ones who are doing that so that no one can insert themselves in between us and nature and make themselves a middleman the way uh, the government has to some extent. We need to be the ones getting our hands dirty again, uh, and doing this groundwork to, uh, just get back to the land. You know, that's true power. That's true power. Um, And also, too, you know, I'm learning as I go. Uh, I'm not, you know, I started growing in like 2016 where uh, Mm -hmm. me and my ex had a a house where we just started, you know, uh, like three plants. It was like a tomato plant, a cucumber plant, and uh, some other type of pepper or something like that Mm -hmm. just to see what we could do. Just, you know, we're bored and we just wanted to. Yeah, just giving it a shot. Expanding your horizons. Yeah, expanding our horizons. It sounded fun to do. Right. But uh, as I'm digging deeper into my studies, I realized like, wow, you know, I'm reading about Marcus Garvey and how he – you know, this is some. This isn't some privileged dude. This is some chubby Jamaican who was reading a book by Booker T. Washington called uh, "Up from Slavery," mm-hmm. and realized like, wow, you know, we need we as a people, uh, we need certain necessities that aren't being provided. So I'm right. going to go provide them. And he actually went out and really did provide them. He had, you know, 15 million people following him in the 1910s and 20s. That's some that's madness with no Instagram and no phones. Right, and, you exactly. know, that's madness. That's, that's absolute madness. That's literal following. That's like, like the whole state of Georgia, you know, follow, following, following one you. Dude, right. dude was having shootouts with the Ku Klux Klan in the street. You know what I'm saying? But uh, 
my approach to wanting to grow food was more like providing that necessity. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it would be just a major leap forward for us to have some control over our food supply. I know it's not going to happen overnight, but, yeah, it would be dope to see more, you know, farms owned by the people. You know, yeah. even if they're not black, if you're, if you're a humble person, if you have righteous intentions, you know what I'm saying, we should work with each other. You know, I go to Freedom Farmers Market sometimes up there by the Jimmy Carter Center, yeah. and it's uh, only local farmers every Saturday. Only local farmers, a whole market, you know, right. people growing honey, you know what I'm saying, all kinds of stuff. So um, I'm more of a proponent than that, and as I've done that to fill that necessity or tried to do that or done it to the best of my extent i'm still learning as i go uh i have become more fascinated with agriculture and things like that because it is fascinating and anybody who wants to look it's going to be some interesting stuff you're going to see you know this is god's work right here this is god's science nature is like god's technology you know what i'm saying so when you study that you're going to learn a thing or two on the way but um so, so i do want to ask you this yo, in, as it pertains to agriculture uh-huh. so Right now, you're current. You you're currently growing what in your garden right now? So uh, what you saw on social media was uh, I was working with a school in uh, APS to um, I managed their garden for like the two years I was there. Uh-huh. Um, but I also have some land outside of the city, um, and I grow out there too. And again, I'm just perfecting it. I'm on some uh, what's the dude's name? The the genius dude, Benjamin Banneker. You know, he's one of my heroes too. Benjamin Banneker, uh, he mm. had 100 acres of land. He actually grew up on 100 acres of land on a farm. Right. And I feel like um, that provided him with a lot of opportunities to learn a lot of things. And I'm now looking forward to having those opportunities to learn, too. Just being out there in the wilderness all day, you're going to, uh, you know, I, I make sure there's no TV out there, you know, just to keep it. Uh, so I have to immerse myself in, in, yeah. in the real world. You know, for a change, try to put my phone down as much as I can. Yeah, because I heard you a Marvel head and you you a comic That's book right. fan. That's so right. it, if you can't take no TV out there because you're going, I'll be you're going lost to try out to, there, you, yeah, you know? you be It'll trying just to turn into another home, another living room. Right, or exactly. You know what I mean, it's like now I want this to feel like a, 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 I'm getting away. Exactly. You know? And I'm, I grow through the spring and summertime and uh, any fruit or vegetable I can get my hands on. We got some trees planted out there. Um, hopefully they'll give us some fruit in a couple of years. I wanted to feel like the Garden of Eden out there. I wanted to feel like an oasis out there, you know, and uh, to be again that example like we were talking about earlier, so anybody can come and see what I'm doing and say, "Wow, you know, I could do this too." You know, maybe this is a smarter way of doing things. Period. You know, I think it is, so I do it. But you know, all anybody else should do is what you believe in. You know, what has been the biggest testimonial from the growing? From your ag, from your views on agriculture, what has been the best testimonial from our youth that you've been involved with in APS with this particular agriculture that you're seeing? Because it looked like, from what I understand, those kids were locked in on just huh. the art and the foundation of agriculture. I saw a few things sprouting there, but they're still even fascinated by that, right, that, right. whoa, I see something. Yeah. And then they see that with the groundwork, the literal groundwork yeah. put in. I ain't even, uh, I don't think there's any pictures on social media of, uh, like all the, the food we got out of that garden It is on my, um, you know, they have them little story things that you can click yeah. on. It's the one with the plant emoji. Mm-hmm. If you click on that and look through it, you can see some of the, I'm, I'm, I'll post it later on. I need to remember to post it. But uh, the, it was really young back in the days, though, the, the garden that you're talking about, that school garden. Right. But um, the best testimony I, I've received is just uh, stuff that I didn't even notice was happening until after it happened. Um, so a coworker of mine, I noticed somebody was picking, uh, was harvesting from it. 
but they were doing it the wrong way. This happened last year. I'm not at that school anymore, but uh, this happened last year. Somebody was harvesting from them, but they were doing it wrong. So I meant to, uh, you know, find out who was doing it and tell them that this is the right way to harvest it. Come to find out it was a little kid. This is what a coworker told me. Um, one of her students was doing it. And, uh, you know, he was, like, taking stuff home and cooking it with his mom for dinner and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Apparently, they're, you know, they're going through, like, financial hardship. I had no idea. I don't even know this kid. You know what I'm saying? I just met him through this because he was wow. harvesting my stuff to tell him how to do it properly. But, you know, stuff like that has happened a, a few times. And uh, that just lets me know that, you know, it's not for nothing. Even if I leave and the garden don't stay there, like, you know, it's, it's not there right now. Or at least it's not doing well. But uh, still, you know. Somebody remembered this. You know, they're going to remember right. this, God's willing. You know, they might remember it their whole life. I remember things that happened to me when I was eight. You know what I'm saying? I remember some things. I remember some people. If it was profound enough, it'll stick, and hopefully it will. Hopefully it'll be like uh, food is just the tip of the iceberg of nature. Again, you can build food or make food. You can uh, build buildings with nature. You know what I'm saying? You can do everything. Absolutely. But hopefully it'll be that first, uh, you know, foray into that world for them, you know, maybe. Absolutely. And hopefully they'll stay there and learn a thing or two and leave a positive mark. So so now I got to with with this wise king, I can always take a look back at any time. But what I need to look into is the future. What mm. does wise guy ATO have going on coming up for the future in 2024? Mm. Um, you know, I'm learning the art of staying present. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Talk it's a, it sounds so easy, but it's really like one of the hardest things to do because we live in a world where everything is pulling you out of the present. You know, you're thinking about where you got to be right. and uh, what you got to do and what bills you got to pay and, you know, what's on my calendar for today. And you have a whole agenda and people that you're trying to support and take care of. And everything is pulling you out of the present. The greatest gift someone could have is just staying in the present. That's where the wealth of the world is. That's why it's called the present because it's wealth right here in the present. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, so I, I mean, I could tell you what I plan to do, but, um, I could have said that same thing. It's funny. I was just thinking about where I was a year ago yesterday, last night and how, again, you know, every year it never stops to amaze me that I'm another person again. I've turned into a whole other person than I was a year ago. And, uh, if you had asked me that same thing this year, I wouldn't have known what was going to happen. I could have said something, but what I could say is I plan on doing more of the same, just more of it and just mm -hmm. doing it better and better. Um, I am working on some music. I have a project called The Fast coming out. Oh, because uh, oh, that been, sounds powerful right there. The I Fast. Hope it is. Come I hope on it now. is. I hope it is. I it hope, will uh, be. It will be. There, yeah. You know what it is? Because I'm hearing it as, as it's being made, and it is. It's powerful. Absolutely. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, and that's when we're going to have you back, when it's ready word. to come out. Hey, that's ready. why I said you you family here, word. so you you know you can always come back to the machine that's at right. any time because the world needs to hear what the wise king has to say. Word. That's what it is. You know yes. what I mean? I, I think that the ne uh, that should be the, the next album after that. The, the oh, wise, wise king. king. Yeah. Give mm -hmm. me something to think about. I'm yeah. going to have some listening parties for the album too when it comes out of the EP. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, y'all definitely more than welcome to pull up to that. Yeah. You know, oh, oh we got to pull up. We actually might have a, um, one of the studios I work closely with. We might have a New Year's Eve vibe. I don't know what y'all got going on New Year's Eve, but we might have a yeah, little Yeah, but this, I'm going to cut this out because the, this interview going to air past New Year's Eve. But it's oh, Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. it's going to be January right. 3rd, so you can't talk about New Year's Eve in the past tense. That's right. That's so right. I'm going to cut this part out kindly, Respect. but Respect. continue, though. <laughs> oh, no, you know, um, and just working more towards self-sustainability. That's all I got on my agenda right now, you know. 
just uh, setting myself up in an advantageous position. I don't know if y'all got kids. Y'all got kids? Yeah, I do. I'm a girl dad. See, I ain't got no kids, you know. Uh, but it has been like on my mind lately. I never thought I'd even say that. Me, I never thought I'd even think like that. But I, when I turned 30, I'm 31 now. When I turned 30, I really like clockwork just started thinking about not just having kids but just legacy in general yeah right right. and just if i did have a kid right now because i had a scare when i was 19 you know Uh it was a miscarriage but i'm thinking if i were to have a kid right now how would that make me feel do i even have anything to give that kid you know Mm. uh so i've just been trying to set myself up even if i never have a kid if i think like i'm about to have a family like i need to set myself up on that type of level it'll still be good for me absolutely you know what i mean so and, that's what I, I plan on doing this year. And you know what? And that's that's great because, and I'll say this, that's, it's not a traditional answer that everybody is accustomed to or normally would say when I ask the question of what's coming next for you? What is, what is, the, what is the upcoming plans? It's a non-traditional answer, but every time Wise comes here, on the morning machine there's always the untraditional answers that make you yet again think and be conscious of what is going on around you just just to have a different thought process oh no it's not rambling it's if it's rambling it's some powerful rambling you got going on there but i will say this though um I just cannot wait for this new album to come back, to come out, and so you can come back and we could talk more in depth about it, play some of the tracks, and yeah, you know, like we did the first time. Right. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, and for those out in Radio Land that are new, he's always family, and that's what January, the month of January, is going to be all about. It's bringing the people back that have not only rocked with us for a long time coming but also to catch up with them catch up with family it's like a family reunion in a sense so that's what we are doing so um before before we go i got one more question yeah man i always ask when you're going about your journey what is the best advice that you have for everybody out there in radio land to, you know, be able to keep going because you do so many things, you wear so many hats and there's other people who wear a lot more hats, but they don't know how to maneuver it as well as you do. Where do they start? So what's the advice that you have on that standpoint? Um, my advice would be that uh, keep in mind that only you get to write your story. You have the last say. It's not about what anybody else is saying or thinking or trying to project upon you. You have the last say. And also, I have to remind myself of this, so I think because it helps me so much, it might help anybody listening who hears it. Make your art for the right reason, or whatever it is that you do. You know what I'm saying? Do it for the right reasons, you know? Uh, you never know who's looking and who's listening, and you never know what's going to become of your art. You know, anything that you make or create or do, you're putting your signature on that. You know what I'm saying? If you're a boxer, every time you step in that ring, you're putting your signature on your performance, you know? So do your very best at anything that you do. Be the best version of yourself. You know how many artists uh, never really saw the fruits of their labor? You know, Van Gogh was dead before his work blew up. Robert Johnson, the blues player. Billie Holiday, to a lesser extent. Um, a lot of great, great, great artists never lived to see their stuff blow up. They lived and died. 
You know what I'm saying? So if they were banking on being rich and successful and famous, then their music wouldn't have been that dope. And, you know, they would have been unfulfilled. But because they still poured themselves into their art, despite the fact that it might not have been paying them, you know, their art stood the test of time and lasts forever now. You know, so Mm -hmm. you get to write your own story and make your art for the right reasons, do things for the right reasons. That'd be my little two cents right there. Absolutely. And that two cents is well worth, well worth it. You know what I mean? So I really appreciate you. Wise King. I'm I'm saying, I'm calling him now Wise King ATL. Like it. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Because he's been just that. And he's not... He's not straddling the fence on any of this. He's the wise king. Wise guy ATO here on the Morning Machine, back in the house once again. And I thank you once again. It's always an honor and a privilege to have you. But this time, this year, is going to be back to where it was 2020. We're going to have you a lot more often. Let's I do still it. don't forget the social media posts you did from the from the first time you came on mm. and we were speaking about oh, the right. music. Right, and then right. from there, it has been a lasting, lasting brotherhood. And I appreciate everything that you have brought to the table for not just you know not just the the people but for the being a pillar of the community right on and that's 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 elevated above all when you're a pillar of the community and you're well respected mm-hmm. and you're able to meet the constituents and the mm-hmm. people of the community where they are that's what wise kings do. Mm. And that's why I've continued to always say the wise king ATL is here in the building. And once again, thank you so much for being on the show this thank morning. You. But we're going to bring you back. I need a date yes, when I. you are going to release that music so I can have you back again and again and again and again. Yeah. yeah so remember remember his name. He, you're going to hear him a lot throughout 2024. And that I stand on business on. Stand on it. Stand on it. So with that, we also stand on other business, which is music. And that's what we're going to give you right here, right now on The Morning Machine. Jump!